the Red Sox, uh, presented by bloggingtheredsox.com. I'm your host, Brandon Campbell, and today I'm happy to be joined by a Red Sox catching prospect, Cole Cotton. Cole, thank you for uh, joining me today. Uh, how are you enjoying spring training so far? And uh, does it feel as rushed as people are making it out to be because of the lockout and whatnot? Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. I mean, we've uh, I've been down here for quite a while. I've been down here since uh, since the end of January with that winter warm up, but uh, it's been a great time, and uh, we've kind of packed a lot into the last couple of weeks here of uh, big league camp and all that. But it's been uh, it's been a great experience. And uh, since you were at minor league camp, first off, was it a weird transition going from one side to the other, or was it, was it more natural than you thought it might be? Uh, more natural. I mean, it was uh, it wasn't anything too different. I think we uh, we had a really good group of guys there for minor league camp right away, and then. Um, made the transition easy with all the coaches and players on the big league side as well. Once and uh, with all the forty man guys coming back, so it was uh, it was pretty seamless. It's good to hear. Uh, just looking back now, I mean, look at your Sox prospects page. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with Sox prospects, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I read that you have gone under thirteen eye surgeries on your right side. Is that correct? Right eye surgery. Yeah, just the uh, the skin around my eye, so it's kind of like eyelid and all that, just a little bit of uh, removal and uh, basically just almost uh, plastic surgery type stuff just around around the eye, nothing nothing too crazy, though. Uh, so it's not like affecting your hand-eye coordination or anything like that? No, no, not quite. Depth perception? No, nothing uh, at all, uh, nothing at all. But it still must mean something to you because, I mean, I also read – like you wear the number 13 because of the number of surgeries. Yeah. I wore that all through, all through high school and college. And, uh, it does, it does, that number does mean a lot to me. It's something I can wear on the field. just, uh, brings in more means, uh, means a lot to me. So very special. And number 13, you wore that at Kentucky too. Yes. Yes. So uh, just on that note, how'd you describe playing college baseball in the sec? Because I mean, I've never been to any of those schools before, but from what I understand watching on TV, it looks like kind of a big deal. It was great. I mean, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I met some of my best friends there. Had a, we had some really really good teams while I was at Kentucky, and uh, we traveled to some very cool places. And so, playing in the SEC was a lot of fun. It was very comparable to professional baseball. And so, being able to play against high level competition every weekend was was incredible. Uh, but since you grew up in Tennessee, was there any thought like early on of playing for a school like Kentucky, or maybe you were more into like Tennessee schools like Vanderbilt? or the volunteers, something like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get really recruited by either one of those schools, by Tennessee or Vandy, and so uh, and so made kind of the choice to go to Kentucky pretty easy. But, you know, I, I wouldn't trade my experience at Kentucky for anything. So it was it was a great time, and I really, really enjoyed it and had a blast. I think I learned a lot there and became who I am today. So it was, it's been great. It was great. And um, during one of the summers in between uh, your time with Kentucky, you played on the Cape, correct? For Yarmouth? Yes, yeah. So it was the summer of 17, I believe. So I was yeah. there, and that was uh, that was great. I mean, that was the year before – the summer before you got drafted. So I'm curious if um, you first started getting seriously scouted then. Like, I mean, having interactions with teams like the Red Sox or anything like that, can you, like, recall those um, – any conversations there? Yeah, so that summer was obviously surrounded by the best talent in the world um, at our age. And so, you know, we had plenty of scouts there, I'm sure. Um, you know, I – we ended up, I played with Brandon Nail, who ended up signing with the Red Sox out of the Cape, Christian Koss, who was on my team as well, a um, bunch of those guys. So we, 
you know, we did have a lot of, a lot of guys on there go to the Red Sox. And so I think that was kind of the first step of, you know, what would become of um, getting scouted and kind of getting scouted professionally. So it was kind of, a, it was a great experience. And I think looking back, that's probably where a lot of the scouts started to see me, but, um, but it was, it was a very fun summer. And then the following year, can you take me through your draft day, what you remember from that? Yeah, it was, it was an unbelievable day. I mean, I had some friends and family over and so we, uh, we ended up, um, streaming the day two was streamed on, uh, MLB network, whatever it was just, it was streamed. So that, but the Twitter feed was a little bit ahead of, uh, of the stream. So, you know, when the Red Sox pick kind of came around a bunch of my family and friends kind of like stood up very slowly, went to the back of the room and kind of waited for the, uh, waited for the name to be announced on TV. So that was, that was an unbelievable experience. Unfortunately, my mom wasn't be able to, she wasn't there. She was at work. She had to work that day, but, um, you know, we celebrated after I had my dad, friends and family. Um, it was a, it was a great experience. And in 2018, it looks like your first season was uh, cut short due to a torn meniscus. Was that, is that right? Yep. Yep. Guy got injured. Uh, my first game getting called up to Greenville. So I got injured and then, uh, it was a quick, very, very quick, easy recovery. And so, uh, was was able to be a part of instructs that fall and um and everything started right back to where it was in uh, spring training but in 2018 how would you describe that transition from college to pro because i'm sure you had already played plenty that spring so was there any like wear and tear in your body you think when you went to uh lowell afterwards uh maybe so i mean it was a little different you know the transition from playing uh four to five games a week maybe with uh, in college you know one or two midweeks a week and then a weekend series somewhere um to go into play almost every day i know we had a couple stretches in lowell that summer of uh you know playing 10 12 13 14 days in a row so it was uh it was a little different but you know we had a lot of the guy i knew a lot of the guys that i got drafted with um we met um, we met pretty early on and kind of created those good friendships and everything. So it made it easy. And then even, uh, I got called to Greenville one day and then, uh, kind of got hurt that day. So it was, uh, it was a short stint there, but it was a good experience. And, uh, you know, it's kind of led to where I am today. And on that same sort of subject, what do you remember from the day, uh, in March, 2020, when COVID kind of shut everything down? Yeah. I mean, I was at, um, Thad Ward's parents' house. We were staying there for spring training and we were kind of watching it on TV. It kind of all unfolded very quickly. I think, you know, we saw on the, on the, honestly, we were watching ESPN and saw the ticker of how many, it was like the NBA and then NFL. It's kind of just different. All sports kind of shut down within the hour. So we, we saw, we got a message on, uh, we got a message from the Red Sox saying, you know, everybody like come grab your stuff. We'll, uh, we'll let you know what's, what's next. And we kind of just, waited there for a while and uh i ended up you know getting to have the opportunity to play in lexington that summer so covid kind of was a blessing in disguise on that you know got to spend a lot of time with my family and my dog and it was a summer that you know I, i'll never forget because it was so different and there were so many negatives in the world but you know i got to be closer to my family we had uh me and my brother were in the same city for the first time in a few years so it was kind of it was a really really interesting experience but it was i wouldn't trade it for the world and uh, right after that happened in March, was there an expectation that like it would only last a few weeks, the shutdown that is? Honestly, I, I'm not I'm not really sure where our expectations were kind of were kind of out the window. We didn't really know what to expect. So I think uh, we were kinda obviously hoping we were hoping for the best, you know, that it would only last days, weeks. You know, we got told it could be days. We got told it could be months. So it was kind of I don't think anybody really knew what was going on at that time. It was very, very strange, very strange time. But th thankful to be kind of on the back end of that now. 
and uh, did the announcement that the minor league season was canceled that year catch you off guard at all? I mean, based off what you just said, kind of sounds like you might have been expecting it. Um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, leading up to it, I think there were a lot of rumors surrounding that, so it was kind of a little easier to easier to take. But um, but then that, that's it's never easy to swallow something like that just because, you know, you're looking, you work so hard for that season. You really look forward to it all year and then, you know, kind of gets just kind of taken away. So um, it was, that was very difficult, but, you know, like I said, I kind of, I went and played in Lexington. I was very, very thankful for that. And so I played with, you know, one of my best friends and college teammates and we had friends, family, everyone was able to watch some baseball during the pandemic. So that was, I was very fortunate for that and the experience, it was an experience of a lifetime playing with some of those guys. So it was a very competitive league and it was a lot of fun. And that was the battle of the bourbon trail, right? Yeah. Yeah. So was it like a like a, a season long tournament kind of thing or it was like regular season playoffs? So it was <clears throat> the, the formation like. There was uh, four teams in the league, two in Lexington, two in um, Florence, Kentucky. So it was kind of, it was kind of an interesting schedule. We just kind of played each other, played the other three teams, ran a 40, 45 game season, whatever it was. And so it was a couple months long. And, you know, it was, it was, it was incredible. You know, the drive was only was to the park in Lexington every day, which is a few minutes or uh, the longest was 45 minutes up to Florence. So it was a great, we had professional players from all over some former big leaguers, some current big leaguers at the time, I guess. And uh, some big league free agents, but then we had guys from affiliated ball, um, and, um, and the, you know, teammates. So it was a really unique group of players. And so we learned a lot from each other. It was a great, great experience. Uh, Brandon Phillips is one of those former big leaguers you mentioned, right? Yeah, he was on, uh, he was on the other Lexington team, but he was, he was very fun to play against and uh, really, really good guy. So with that experience, uh, how did you feel going to fall instructs that year? I was good. I mean, we, we were able to play a lot of games. So I think I had a lot of, uh, a lot of at bats and game experience when so many guys kind of got the season just taken away with, with nothing else to do. So I think that really helped me and prepared me for instructs and everything. And then leading that into um, spring training as well. And then the last year. I'm sure you're close with a uh, Jack's Grossons, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do you guys like compare experiences? Cause I know he played like in Texas, I think it was called like the constellation league or something that summer. Yeah, I think he uh, he played for Sugarland, I believe. Um, I think I think we probably experienced the same. It was probably very similar, and uh, you know, I think I think our season might have been a little bit longer. But you know, any baseball during the pandemic is a win, and so being able to play when so many else, so many other people were not, it was uh, it was great. And then the following spring was your first experience at Major League Spring Training. So um, I just wanted to ask, uh, how would you compare that experience to what you're going through right now? Um, you know, the second year is a little bit easier than the first. I think uh, kind of getting my feet wet last year was great. I learned I learned a lot being able to be around the, the big league coaches, the big league players. Um, you know, you learn so much from everybody. You kind of just try to sit back and learn. And so took that into the season. It was it was great. I think it, it helped tremendously. And then even going into this year as well, just kind of trying to sit back and learn and just kind of learn the pitchers, learn, um, learn from the other players. And I think just try to overall just get each other better. I know he's uh, still recovering from Tommy John, kind of, but have you been able to interact with James Paxton at all? I mean, I know you guys both went to Kentucky, so I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, I talk, we talked about that the other day. Actually, he's uh, he's an unbelievable guy. I'm hoping he uh, he's able to get back and pitching soon. I know he's been throwing throwing a good bit around here, but 
Um, but yeah, you know, he went, he went a little bit before me, but I think we both had great experiences there and, uh, and we were able to win a good bit while we were there. And just looking back at your 2021 season as a whole, I mean, what were your uh, like key takeaways from it? I guess like biggest, me- like most memorable moments. That's a good question. I think there were a few, uh, the 2021 season, I think there was a few really fun games. I think this, but the overall experience with all the guys, I think is the best. That's the most memorable part of it all. It's just kind of the, the, the times on the field were awesome. Were a lot of fun. I think we created a lot of memories off the field as well. And so it was, it was just an unbelievable, unbelievable year. I think the, um, you know, the guys we had in Greenville, the guys we had in Portland, it was kind of, it was just a lot of fun through and through. So we, we kind of all created a bunch of memories um, throughout the year. Uh, were you part of the note, the combined no-hitter in Greenville, or were you already in Portland at that point? I was already in Portland at the time. So it was, it was, a, fun, it was a fun stat to read, uh, read after the game that night. So even before your promotion, um, were you able to go to any of the Joe Davis and Stephen Scott's barbecues that I read about? Uh, no, no, I was not. We, uh, we had, you know, we had some people over to our, our apartment complex as well on those Sundays or Mondays. So it was, uh, it was fun. I think we, uh, it, like I said, it just kind of created that culture and that atmosphere down there that it was, it was just a lot of fun. We get, you know, we, we were really, we were good on the field and we had fun on the field, but you know, we had a good time after and just, uh, having a good time sharing the memories together. Uh, how would you compare the environments in Greenville and Portland just in terms of either seeing the ball, hitting the ball, stuff like that, like game conditions, anything like that? Well, I, I left Greenville uh, on the road when it was about 105 Hickory. And I went up to Portland and it was about 55 at the end of the night. So, um, so that alone was a little different, but it was a little bit cooler up in Portland. I think, you know, even in the, both stadiums are so, so great in their own different ways. I mean, Greenville, obviously the replica, replica Fenway and even Portland is very, very similar. So it's like, you know, the green monster, you have the bullpen up above and Portland, it was, they're both great, great parks, get unbelievable fans. So that's kind of, you know, that's the biggest draw for us as well. It's like, gets us excited because there's so many loyal fans at each affiliate. It's kind of, it creates a great atmosphere for us to play in. Yeah, I imagine you were with the Sea Dogs when you found out you're going to be playing in the Arizona Fall League last year. I was, yeah. There was a couple games left of the year. Um, we were in Hartford, and so uh, you know that was it was really really good experience, and it was fun. Uh, it was fun kind of learning that with a few games left. So I kind of was able to prepare a little bit uh, going into the the what would have been just preparation for for the Fall League. And I mean, you played with Tristan Cassis at uh, in Portland and in the Arizona Fall League, so. I wanted to ask if you noticed like a difference as time went on, like if you could see like the development firsthand kind of his development. Absolutely. I mean, I played with him in 2019 as well. So it was kind of seeing the development from the ground up there. I mean, he just constantly matures as a hitter, as a person, as a defender. I mean, the guy's very meticulous with what he does. And so there's a reason he has success. And so he, uh, he works really hard and he continually tries to outwork himself each day. So it's, it's a great, it's a big compliment. I think he, he does put in all the work, so it's, it's going to show and it, it has been. So he's really, really, he's matured. And I think it's going to be an exciting year for him. And were you surprised at all when uh, it was revealed you'd be a fall star too with him? Um, I mean, it was a little bit, I think, you know, I, I had a pretty, I had a pretty good fall leading up to that. So I know there was a couple, uh, there's a few big hits mixed in there. So it was kind of, <laughs> Um, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping for it. And, uh, you know, when it was kind of a, um, the day after they announced it, you know, I was like, I was a little bummed and everything, but you know, it was, a it was, 
an unbelievable experience up to that point. And so then um, even the next day when they told me it was, it was great. So I was, I was very happy about it. And you don't have to get into too many details here if you don't want to, but uh, were you on the field or in the dugout the day when um, the incident with Josh Winkowski happened? I was in the dugout. So I, uh, I wasn't catching that day or anything. So I was, uh, I was on the front, front step of the dugout. <laughs> were you on the field quick or? I was, yeah, huh. I was on the field quick trying to try trying to have his back. So it was good. That's good to hear. And um, what did you do when you got home from the fall league? Like, was there a, a cool down period for you at all? Yeah, there was uh, there was plenty of plenty of rest time. I went on a few vacations. I uh, I got married this off season. Went to a bunch of other people's weddings. So it was uh, congratulations. It was a great off season. Thank you, thank you very much. So it was a it was a great off season. You know, we had a bunch of uh, we had a bunch of friends, family, everybody. You know, kind of getting married. So it's uh, it was a very exciting off season, full of uh, you know full of hard work and everything when it was, but then also a lot of uh, relaxing and decompressing as well. And what did you make of the news when uh, Chad Epperson, former catching coordinator, was named uh, Sea Dogs manager? Because I imagine you two have a strong relationship from the positional aspect of things. We do. He he's an unbelievable coach, an unbelievable mind, but an even better person. So he he is. I think he's going to be a great manager. I know he managed in the past, but honestly, he's very excited to uh, to play for him if I'm there. And you know, just really, he's Portland's in great hands with him. He's an unbelievable man, and. Uh, they're going to be, they're going to be just fine. Is he the one who introduced you to the one um, knee stance I've been uh, reading about, or was that someone else? Yeah. So he was, he was very influential in that. Um, you know, we kind of watching the game so much, we see um, other players in the big leagues and other players you play and they kind of transition into that and just kind of interested and intriguing. So it was kind of the instructs of uh, 2020 or 20, must have been 2020 um, instructs or 20, whatever it was. And they kind of introduced that. And so it was kind of a little by little piece at first. So it was very, um, you know, if you want to do it, if you want to work on it, to see how I feel in it. And honestly, I loved it. And it kind of stuck with me. So I um, am only on one knee now and I love it. I feel like it's helped improve my game tremendously. So it's very, uh, it's very uh, integral to my, to my game. Uh, just going off of that, what are like the specifics that make it better for your game? Is it like a comfort thing or does it go deeper than that? It's both. I mean, I think it is very comfortable. I think it's, it makes me comfortable back there. I'm also a bigger a bigger catcher, so it kind of gets me lower, kind of gives the pitchers a better target, gives the umpire a good view. Um, you know, kind of gets me low to the ground. You know, I, I'm not a guy that's, that's super quick or anything. You know, it's not necessarily part of my game, but I do. I'm, I am very quick in short bursts, so it's very um, – it's easier for me to kind of move around back there. So it's, it's been, it's been really good. Does it affect your pop time at all? Like when trying to throw a guy out or not? Uh, I think it helps. So I think it's been, it's been really helpful with, uh, with that. I think, you know, the constant work and um, talking to, to Epi and to Veritech and everybody just constantly working through the, through the last year and even the, this spring training, just, it's been really, it's been very helpful. And so just um, something that I have improved and it's been, uh, it's been great. And this spring, um, I imagine you've been working closely with uh, Stephen Scott, right? Because he's making the transition to the catcher full time. Yeah, yeah, Scotty, he's uh, he's doing a great job. Uh, have you given him any sort of advice? I mean, with the transition. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think he uh, he caught a good bit in college. He actually caught against me when he was at Vandy, so he uh, he's had that experience before. And so, uh, you know, we've been we've been 
and close. He's he's an unbelievable guy and a great player. So he's he's catching on quick and you know it's not even that he's transitioning as much as he's just not playing other positions because he's kind of you know he's been he's been a catcher before and he uh, he's doing pretty well. I mean, this guy's younger than you. He was just drafted last year. But what about uh, Daniel McIlvaney? Are you familiar with him at all? Absolutely, I love Mac. He's he's such a good he's such a good kid. He, uh, you know, he walks in every day with a smile on his face, says hey to every every single person. You know, he he's a great player. Again, just a, such a good person. So I I am very lucky and fortunate to know him. But since he's younger, can you tell he like uh, not not an experience per se, but just a little more raw as a catching prospect at this point. Absolutely. I mean, I think if you looked at uh, any, anybody, you know, where I am or anybody else is when you're when you're his age, I think uh, you'd say the same thing. But, you know, I, I was very surprised to learn how young he is. So I thought he, he walks around, carries himself like he's, you know, 22, 23. And I know he's he's still a kid. So it's it's good. But he uh, he's a very exciting prospect. and He's a he's a great dude. And what do you think about says about the Red Sox as an organization when they're promoting this much uh, positional versatility? Like, like they're very open to it, obviously. Yeah, it just says uh, it says a lot about who we are as players and you know the athletes we are, and so it's kind of um, creates more opportunities for everybody. So the more the more positions you can play, the easier it is to get on the field. So it's kind of a uh, you know it helps it helps everybody in the situation. And uh, just about the other guys who are more pure catchers. Uh... Like, what do you make of them? I mean, like, there's guys like Connor Wong, obviously, Ronaldo Hernandez, Jax Grossans. What are your impressions of them as catchers, fellow catchers? I mean, we, we've we created a good environment over here. I think we uh, we all push each other, try to get each other better. And so I think there's, uh, you know, there's plenty everyone can work on. And then there's everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. But I think, you know, the environment we've created at Veritech, Epi, everybody's kind of created is – really helped us. And so I think we're all, we're all pushing each other to get each other better every day. And Baratek has a strong influence over you guys like that. Absolutely. He's very, uh, he's very influential. He's, he's awesome. He, you know, he runs just about everything with us right now. And so he's been, uh, he's been nothing short of incredible to us. And with about two weeks of spring training left, do you know uh, where you will be starting the 2022 season yet? Or is that still uh, to be determined? Still to be determined. I don't think uh, too many people know where they're starting, but, um, you know, just looking forward to play this year. So I think no matter where it is, where um, where I go, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun season. Lo- really looking forward to it. And uh, just what are your goals or expectations in general for the season? I mean, where would you like to see yourself by uh, September or October? Um, you know, I try not to put limitations on that. So it's kind of uh, just kind of taking it one day at a time. I think that's kind of something I've been working on this year and this offseason is just kind of taking the little um, setting like short term goals. And so kind of game by game, pitch by pitch, just, uh, you know, week by week. So it's kind of just taking it a little smaller approach and, uh, you know, just you never know. Just I stick to that, stick to what um, I've been working on all off season and the hard work I've put in. Just kind of you never really know where it'll take me. All right. Uh... It's kind of last sort of, last round of questions for me, but that'd be more fun to talk about this. Uh, your mustache. I mean, you're sporting it right now. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I know it got attention from uh, Chris Smith of Mass Live earlier this spring and in the fall league last year. So, uh, what led you to growing that out? And are you planning on making it part of like your signature look going forward? Yeah, I think I. Uh, I don't know. It seems to be a lot of people seem to be liking it. So I uh, I've had it in college every once in a while during our fall world series and stuff and. Uh, you know, kind of did it as a joke. And then I, I did it last uh, summer around June, July, sometime around then. And, um, 
and I, I kind of liked it. And so it was kind of something that, uh, that kind of stuck. And I ended up shaving, I shaved it for the wedding for, for my wife. And then she, she was a fan of it at, and it was like, Hey, you can grow it back. So I did. And, uh, it kept in spring training. So I think I'll keep it around for a while. That's good to see. And are you disappointed at all that Kentucky men's team got eliminated upset in the first round of the tournament? Uh, absolutely. I think, uh, I think just about everybody in America didn't pick them to lose. So, but, you know, that was, uh, that was an unfortunate loss. Was. All right, Cole Cottom, thank you very much. Uh, keep sporting that mustache. Uh, you can follow Cole on Twitter at Cole underscore Cottom 13 and on Instagram at Cole Cottom 13. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to plug or promote before we go? No, thank you very much for having me. Uh, looking forward to looking for the season. All right. See you out there. Thank you.